Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup and you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25. Here's to the winning combination for 2023, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, while supplies last. You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. You're about to hear two conversations today. Uh, one with Bill Ranford, which was recorded a while back before the announcements about the changes to the goaltending department and his new position. So there won't be any details about that in this conversation. Strictly talking about the play of the goaltenders currently in the LA Kings organization. Then you'll hear me catching up with <clears throat> my dad as we recorded during the end of the disappointing game six between the Dallas Stars and Vegas Golden Knights. Hope you enjoy it. Joining me now to evaluate the play of the LA Kings goaltenders in the 2022-23 season, Bill Ranford. How are you doing today, Bill? Doing great, thanks. So we're going to start out with Phoenix Copley, because of the two, he played the most games. Um, incredible year. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he, he gave us some stability in our goaltending when uh, things weren't going well early on in the season, and um, just had a, a, a terrific year. Uh, I think he finished what twenty four and six, something like that, and uh, just really um, settled our group down when we were kind of floundering a little bit, and just played uh, pretty consistent uh, goaltending uh, throughout. When he did struggle, um, he found a way to make the big save when we needed it on a few of the games where he gave up uh, a lot of goals, but we found a way to score for him he was able to shut the door in the second half of the game, and that, that was really impressive. We referred to him in uh, one of our episodes recently, looking forward to the offseason, all the questions that the Kings have to navigate this summer. And we referred to him as an insurance policy signed last year that that the Kings activated. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, we're, we'll be back at it again this summer. Uh, that G3 position is always very, very important. And you have to do your, your work on it and you, you have to find that right guy, that right personality that's going to fit in with your group. Uh, he has to be a guy that's going to be a mentor for your young guys. Um, you know, cause we've got, uh, a young Portillo coming into the mix. So that, that, that position is very, very crucial. And, uh, what, uh, Phoenix did last year was, was unbelievable. Nobody, nobody would have expected it or, or would have thought that would happen. And, and, you know, that's full credit to him for his professionalism to make sure that he was ready. And when he got the chance, he came in and, and, uh, did a job. So I've never heard anyone refer to that position as G3 before. So I'm very excited to now have <laughs> to be able to do that. So when you're looking for a G3, because Two years ago, it was Troy Grosnick. Two years ago, it was uh, Garrett Sparks. Last year, it was Phoenix Copley. Are there 
career hallmarks or their personality traits that you can look for? And, and what was it about Phoenix Copley at that point in his career that led the organization to him? Well, I think it was a little bit the fact that he was probably due for a change of scenery. And, uh, um, you know, obviously he's been a really good minor league goalie. And, you know, he was just put in a tough position uh, in Washington due to their their cap space that uh, after having a really good year with them and going and being sent back down, um, there a lot of times there wasn't enough cap space for him to come back up. So he was kind of floundering there a little bit, being very successful down there, but not really given the opportunity to come back up. Every time that there was a call up, they had to go to uh, you know the the guy with the lowest salary to to save cap space. So it was just unfortunate uh, unfortunate for him. Um, but, you know, you got to give him credit that he kept working on his game and, and honing his craft. And he, uh, got a, a second opportunity with us and, uh, just took off. There's a stat that I stumbled onto by accident halfway through the season. I found it on money puck and it's percentage of shot attempts blocked by teammates. And I don't know why, but it just leapt out to me because for most of the year that Phoenix Copley was up with LA, he was number one. <laughs> in the league and that's that and most teams would cluster their goalies together so like if vegas had the number two guy they also had the number three guy right and if detroit had the number five guy they also had the number six guy and you could look at it and go okay that's how that team plays yeah so regardless of who their goaltender is it's going to be about the same yeah interesting i um reason no idea um <clears throat> you know he's uh you know maybe early on Guys were a little bit unsure and were selling out for him. And then maybe later on, because he did, did such a great job for us, they, they were selling out for him. You know, that I think we, we, we sometimes, uh, you know, took it for granted what Jonathan Quick did for our you know, organization. And, and um, you know, he was, uh, he was a de- deodorant for us. Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of times guys are, ah, oh, Quickie will just stop it. Don't worry about it. But, you know, you, you need those big blocks at different different uh, points of the of the game, and you know it's it's great for our guys that they did a job in front of Phoenix for that. We heard a lot from head coach Todd McClellan and from players that Copley's personality fit. You know, it came in, never got too high, never got too low, very calm, measured. Yeah, I mean, he just a uh, very professional approach. Um, his uh, pregame routines don't change whether he's playing or not. Um, really takes care of his body. Uh, just he's a type of guy that that uh, is the ultimate pro, and uh, you know you're excited for a guy to have the success that he had this year. When when a guy's a pro like that, a great teammate, um, you know he's he's not. Uh, you know we always talk about uh, Brownie's statement last year: Are you taking energy away from the the ball, or are you putting the energy into the old circle there, or ball, whatever he called it, and uh, you know. Copper was definitely a guy that was putting uh, putting energy into the ball, so that's uh, that's the way we looked at him. He was he, um, you know, low maintenance, high productivity. That was a, that's a Trent Yanni statement. Low maintenance, high productivity, and that that was a Phoenix Copley for us this year. I feel like we should all aspire to be that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put exactly. that on my gravestone. I'd like to take credit <laughs> for that. Uh, what that's uh, that's all Trent Yanni on that one. So there was a moment where he, I think he was the fastest goalie in King's history to reach 20 wins or something, which is a impressive but completely made up stat that doesn't, 
necessarily mean anything. But nonetheless, after the game, they trotted him out to the podium in the post-game media availability, whereas ordinarily he'd just be in the locker room. And everybody in the room tried to get him to say, you know, yeah, it's great. I'm awesome. And he wouldn't do it. And everything he said was, this is it's way more to worry about in the rest of the season than this. It's the guys, the team is having success. I'm just riding the wave. I mean, he was perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we we tied the most points ever by King's organization. So, you know, things got to be going right and for that to happen. And and you got to have guys that step up. And, um, you know, obviously uh, Phoenix did that for us. And, and kudos to him. His name goes into the King's record book for that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm just happy for him, you know, and, and he, he didn't let the, let any of the accolades go to his head. He just, he knew that he had to come out and he, he's been, he's not a young guy, you know, he's been in the league a long time and, and he realized this was an opportunity and, and he stayed level headed with us and, and, and just, you know, every night tried to just give solid, consistent goaltending for the LA Kings. So next season, he's not an insurance policy anymore. He's got an extension. He signed, presumably he'll be on the, I mean, who knows what happens, but who knows? <laughs> but let's just say he's on the roster at the start of the season next year. Uh, uh, he's earned that right. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on the <laughs> roster would, to yeah. start the season. He's earned that right. Yes. Um, what? How did? How does the organization's expectations change for him? And how does your job change in dealing with him? I mean, it sounds like it won't change much because he's just going to be a professional. Yeah, I mean, I, we're not worried about him. Well, uh, he'll he'll come to training camp in shape, and you know. You, there's no guarantees on anything. We we all know that, and and uh, but we know he's going to come to uh, training camp and and be ready and raring to go and and play to the best of his abilities, and that's all we can ask. So let's talk about the other goaltender who finished the season with Phoenix Copley, Jonas Corposalo, and we'll sort of go in reverse here. We don't know if he'll be back. He's an unrestricted free agent. We just did an hour and a half long episode yesterday talking about all the reasons why there is no answer to the question of. Will he be resigned or will Kavrigov be re- like? There's a lot of decisions to be made, but how did he meet the organization's expectations when it when he was acquired? Yeah, I mean we we were we were fortunate. You know, we were at, we were at a, a time in the season where you know everybody was getting better, and 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 our group was kind of lot of looking around the room, question marks are are we gonna are we gonna get better and and. Uh, you know the acquisition of Gavi and, and Corpy was was uh, kind of gave our group a, a lift. You know that that saw everybody getting much better, and we had to get better. And and by adding two guys like that, it gave us an opportunity that we had. Um, you know an, a, another goalie that that could play. And um, you know the unfortunate part of it was uh, it was. Uh, you know, we had to give up on Jonathan Quick. That's been just, you know, what can you say about Jonathan? And we don't. That's a, for another time. Um, but the deal, the deal was done, and Corpy came in here, and and um, you know, he he lived up to the expectations that we thought. Were we disappointed in the last three games? Of uh, if you ask him, he was he was not happy with the way things went in the last three games. But the regular season and and um, the first three games of the playoffs. Um, he gave us gave us the goaltending that we needed to be successful, and uh, we just came up short. We came up short as a group. It's uh, um, easy to pinpoint the goalie. It's uh, you know it's 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 been going on for for since the start of time, and and when you don't win, it's usually on the goalie. And and um, 
and you know I take responsibility for that and 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 so does he and we just uh if he was to come back you know it'll give give uh you know the opportunity to get to know the man a little bit better and and understand his game and and you move on from there how important is it if at all to have goaltenders two goaltenders or more in an organization playing similar enough that the team isn't sort of you know getting whiplash from going back and forth between two radically different styles yeah i don't think styles really matter you know because we have our systems and and there's an expectation from our goalies that they've got to play within the system so different styles doesn't bother it's it i don't think it affects the teams it's more on the goalie it's the goalie's job to um to you know play within our system the team system um but yeah there's going to be difference there's guys going to be a little bit more blocker there's going to be guys that are more athletic and and different things are, are going to happen in uh, in front of them. But, um, you know, I have a belief that, um, and our coaching staff has a belief that if our goalies are expected to play within our system. When Corpus Allo and Gavrikov were acquired, I don't know how much this matters to the front office, but it quickly ran through the fan base like, you know, liquid, like the 85 save performance from the playoffs. Now, that was, what, two or three years ago. It yeah. was in the bubble. It was one game. Does, is that something like that even factor into a scouting report when you're looking to acquire a guy? Or is it just a nice, you know, story for the media? Um, I think it was more so the fact that, that he was, uh, you know, played a very good good round and, and forced a very good hockey team to the limit. And so, yeah, that certainly came into play. Um but I think it also the, you know, he was a guy that's been, you know, a, a backup most of his career and, and was, was trending in the right direction and, you know, had some unfortunate injuries that probably held them back. And, and we're willing to take a chance on, on, on the guy. And, you know, we've had, you know, no other goalie had, had started a playoff game for, seems like, I think it was like 20 years or something like that. It was crazy. And, and, all of a sudden you put in a, a, a big body that we haven't seen in, in, in our net um, like that. And it's, it's, it's different. I want to backtrack a little bit if I can to the, yep. to the G3 conversation. This ah. is, this isn't about Corpus Allo or, uh, or Copley, but it's just something that I'm curious about. When Garrett Sparks was in Ontario, I feel like Valalta got the bulk of the starts. And when Copley was in Ontario, Prior to the call-up, it felt like he was getting the bulk of the starts. I'm assuming the head coach of the Ontario Reign gets that decision. But from a development standpoint, do you prefer a veteran G3 get more playing time to be ready to go should the need be there to call him up? Or do you prefer G4, let's call him, to get the playing time to get him more minutes? Well, if you look at the history of what we've done in developing our goalies, we want to get to the point where our our uh, number two in, in the American Hockey League takes over from our number one mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we've always tried to have happen the situation with Garrick Sparks Garrett was just hurt the whole year and uh, it gave um, Maddie Valalta a great opportunity like Maddie was I think there was only two or three goalies in the league that had more wins than him that year you know that was an impressive season for him and then this year the way things I think early on yes he was given Copper was given more starts just because they wanted him to get climatized with with our systems and that sort of thing, but 
the idea with that was for for Phoenix to mentor uh, Maddie and and you know basically kind of split starts um, or in a perfect world Maddie jump over top of him, but it just didn't happen because uh, Phoenix got called up. Then you know it was really an unfortunate year for Maddie Maddie Valalta because then Cal came down and guess what the high priority there is get Cal's game back in order and and Maddie Valalta then becomes the victim of a guy that won uh, that was a number one in the league last year into kind of into a a one B or or even a backup role this year which is unfortunate that um, you know his his growth was stunted a little bit this year just due to circumstance. Unfair to ask this. Feel free to decline to answer, and I'll edit this part out. Uh, how is Cal's game from your perspective? How did it go this season he had in Ontario? You don't have got to go into great depth about it. Oh, um, Cal's game, uh, we sent him down um, with some things to work on, and he did. Uh, is his game where it needs to be? No. And that's our job this summer to try and get back to the Cal Peterson that we saw two years ago. Um, and, you know, trust in his own game and, and uh, trust in himself and, you know, kind of cleaning up those bad habits that kind of creeped into his game that, um, that we're going to work on fixing. That's our job. That's a big project for, this, for us this summer. Um, yeah, looking forward to the challenge. Last question, I'll let you get out of here. Eric Portillo acquired at the trading deadline. Uh, how much of a role do you have when it comes to the the front office scouting and looking to acquire young goaltenders? Do they, does the scouting department come and bring you a dossier and say, what do you think of the kid? Or are you sending people out to look at specific kids? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're kicking off a goalie department and, and that's part of the things is going to be my responsibility. And, and uh, it's been a real collective effort. And, you know, if you're not doing your homework as an organization, you're going to fall behind. And, you know, Eric was just one of those scenarios where, um, you know, Devin Levi was, you know, coming off of uh, World Juniors and then two really pretty good seasons uh, um, in college at Northeastern. And they got, uh, you know, another young guy there looking. And so it's it's they're just looking at the numbers and it wasn't adding up. And, and, you know, there's a bunch of teams that were kind of in the race to try and get them. And we were fortunate uh, that we were able to grab them. Bill Ranford, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate oh, it. Thanks for having me. Joining me now from all the way across the country, <clears throat> my dad, how are you doing tonight? <clears throat> dad? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm good, you know. Yeah. Uh, you and I were both watching Dallas-Vegas. We were going to do this after the game. There's still about six minutes left in the third. But Amadio just scored to make it 6 nothing. so I figured I'll let you go to bed. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, I thought, you know, that's the kind of guy, like Amadio's the kind of guy, like, he'd be really good if he was, like, on the Kings. He's the kind of guy we could use. I was thinking yeah. about him earlier today <laughs> because I was thinking for all of the grief he got, all of it sort of came from the idea that, oh, well, he can't replace Jeff Carter. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, imagine Michael Amadio on the Kings' fourth line this year. I think a lot of people would be perfectly happy with that. So it just goes to show you. Um, yeah, no. It's you know. tough. It's tough. Now, uh, I have to say, 
you know, before we get going so that mm. you can back me up that I did text you. <laughs> yes, you and, did. I know exactly where friend. you're going. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did I not text you this morning or last night if the Dallas coach had any uh, guts at all, and that may not have been the word I used, mm-hmm. um, he would bench he would bench Ben, or at least I said that's how it would go in the movies. But, you know, it, and I said, like, well, it's the kind of thing that you know it won't happen, but, man, it would take some courage because – yeah, they looked great without him. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring him back, and then, and then this is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, they keep showing him on the bench, <laughs> and he looks his body language is horrible. Yeah, the veterans in Dallas are uh, are getting a lot of heat online for uh, the performance. Are they? Yeah, Suter yeah. and uh, and uh, Ben and Sagan, the whole whole lot of them. Uh, except for Pavelski, yeah. I guess. Everybody loves Pavelski. But... No, everybody loves Pavelski. But look, none of those guys is young. And I just think, too, it's like they played their hearts out. And then, not that I think they would really have done it, but so then you bring the guy back, and he's not a kid. And then you know the team is, first of all, you're going to take somebody out who, you know, played their heart out. And, um, yeah, I just think it would have been really gutty. <laughs> it would have. It definitely would have. Uh, we're going to come back to the the rest of the league, but I do want to touch on something because I was just editing the conversation that everybody has just finished listening with Bill Ranford. And there was a subject that came up that I have been in arguments online with people about. And then I was listening to another Kings podcast and I heard them, uh, what I would consider to be totally flubbing the subject. And so I just wanted to address it here because I would have done it, you know, by myself to nobody. But now that you're here, I've got a sounding board. Um, <laughs> sure. I'm going to make you play the other part of this conversation. By the way, I, there's, there's a lot of empty seats. Yeah, well, six nothing. <laughs> I'd, I'd go home too. I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, in 2010, uh, yes, my stepmother, your wife, yes, uh, gave, me, gave me a car. Yes. And the condition was I had to, well, there are a couple conditions. The first one was I had to fly out and meet you guys in Washington, D.C. if I wanted it. And then I could drive yes. the car back across country to where I was living in Southern California. I remember. Yes. Do you remember the other conditions? Uh, drive the dog back? No, I drove the dog out when you guys moved there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, uh, the conditions to, were. You had to pay to fix it? No, you paid to fix it, actually. Thank you. Oh, yeah. But you were very (laughs) concerned that it was an older car that had had been kept Ah. in very good condition, but that you wanted assurances that if I was going to drive it across country, it wasn't going to break down. Right. Or if it did, that at least we'd have the paperwork. We'd know what was what. I think we replaced a bunch of internal, you know, belts and suspension and, you know, the whole thing so that it was ready for that trip. Right. Now, as it turns out, I made the trip across country fine. The car was fine. It lasted a very long time. Thank you again. But (laughs) the the reason I'm bringing it up is is an extended metaphor that if anything had gone wrong, I was prepared to deal with it. Right. That was a plan. Yes. (laughs) Even though it never needed to be enacted, we had planned for disaster. Right. So when the Kings signed Phoenix Copley last summer, right, <laughs> that was part of a plan. 
Yes. They didn't plan <laughs> to need him to call him up in December and to have him play as many games as he did or to have him play as well as he did. But he didn't join the organization randomly or by chance. Right. And the year before that, it was Garrett Sparks. And the year before that, it was Troy Grosnick. Like, and and we just heard from Bill Ranford in the conversation that people will have just heard that like they put a lot of time and thought into, as he says, G3 and G4. Right. So I just want everybody, because I keep seeing this conversation popping up about like, oh, Phoenix Copley wasn't part of the plan. And it's like, well, neither is me paying for insurance, right? Like, I don't plan on getting in an accident or getting sick and needing my insurance, right. but I pay for it in case right. I do. And that's, that's just planning. It's just, I don't yeah. know. It's been driving me nuts <laughs> that I keep, keep seeing people denying. They'll say that Copley saved the season, but they won't give the front office credit for having Copley in place to do it. Yeah, well, that is interesting. And, well, actually, that's funny. I had never thought about it. But given that uh, they obviously uh, had some concerns with Peterson and and or Quick, yeah, it was probably really well thought out. <laughs> and and Ooh, as I said, for not just randomly, the year before they had Garrett Sparks. Right. So, right. anyway, and I no, know it sounds sense. like well, I'm stumping for my employers, and believe me, I don't agree with everything they do, but this one, no, no, but like, that, you have to give them credit. It's is, <laughs> is true, and the funny thing is I'm thinking while I'm watching this game, okay, like I think I said I texted you guys, I think both the Carolinas goalies are free agents, but now you're looking at this uh, Vegas goalie, and you're going, he's the fourth string goalie. I think so, he might um, even be the fifth string goalie. Well, whatever they can't keep them all, right? So, right. so um, if we're looking for a, a goalie next year, depending on what I guess whether they sign Corpusalo or not, but like it seems to me that Vegas has a whole bunch of extra goalies, and um, I, 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 you know, it probably wouldn't be a terrifically high price to get a couple one of them because they've got to get rid of some goalies. One way or the other, they can't have five goalies. No, and that's a perfect transition into the conversation about the final, which I'm assuming Dallas isn't going to make some sort of miracle comeback here. Um, well, it'd be pretty hard with 22 seconds to oh, go. Oh, all right. I have my back to the TV, but yeah, okay. So it's going to be Florida versus Vegas, but but let yes. me ask you this. If nothing, yes. if nothing changes when it comes to the goalies, uh, on the Golden Knights over the between now and the end of the final, let's just say they win. It's gross, but let's just yeah. say they do. Yeah, uh, Leonard won't be on it. Who's presumably their number one goalie, but he didn't play it all this year, right? Uh, if right. Thompson and Brassois aren't healthy, that's two and three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if Hill and Quick are the starter and backup in the final, and they win. Has any team ever won the cup and had their fourth and fifth string goalies listed on the on the cup? On the cup, I doubt it. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know, but I would seriously doubt it. Yeah. And and the fact that Quick will get his name on the cup is if they win is mind blowing. It is a bit uh, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's why I say like I don't know which of their goalies they're going to want to keep next year, and it's doubtful the Quick is one of them. Um, I, I suppose it could be, but that that would seem crazy when they have those other four guys. So if it isn't the Hill, 
then it's you know what I'd be if I if I rob Blake, I'd be like, who do you guys want for one of those goalies? Um, I mean, unless they want to sign Corpus Allo, but um, there's been no, I don't know, no rumors, no talk, no nothing, and uh, so I guess we don't know what's going to happen. But um, I think there's going to be a lot of goalies out there. No, there are, there definitely are, um, and and I mean it's. So I've said for years that there, you know, at any given time, there's between like three and eight goalies that actually matter. Yes, I don't. I, maybe there's four today, like Hellebuck in <laughs> Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, Shesterkin in the in New York. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I could think of another. I uh, can't think of anyone in the Pacific. Um, no, definitely not in the Pacific. <laughs> and there's Bobrovsky if he plays at the level. Yeah, but he's if, if you he's know getting up playing, there in age. I guess Sorokin maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of like, I mean, a lot of good goalies, but there's not a lot of, and like like they were saying in this one. Like neither of these goalies were the starting goalies, right? And uh, you know, so that doesn't happen very often, <laughs> you know. No. <laughs> and and, um, and just the fact that like here you've got a team with their fourth string goalie, but your fifth string goalie backup goalie is a two time Stanley Cup champion, Con Smythe winner, mm-hmm. um, Olympian. It's just sort of it's bizarre, right? Yeah, it is. It it, it is the oddest thing. Um, but if Bobrovsky plays the way he's been playing, uh, I don't know. It'll be a good series. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming you're rooting for Florida. Well, you, yeah, you know, because even though I'm a hundred percent a Kings fan, I did have seasons tickets, 10, 10 packs. Right. I don't exaggerate, but (laughs) I did have 10 pack season for the three seasons. Your sister uh, was going to be. I got to edit her name out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, your sister. <laughs> my my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> that my daughter was going to University of Miami, and I thought, well, why don't I just get a ten pack? Because I don't know if I'll even, you know. And as it turns out, I think I went to like one or two games a year. Um, but I just thought, well, you know, they they were quite cheap, actually. And I thought, well, it might be fun to have them just in case they make the playoffs or something. Or, um, you know, I didn't know how often I'd go visit. So, you know, but we went to a couple games. You came to a game. And, uh, you know, it was fun. It was virtually empty. Yeah. (laughs) But, but, you know, it's a nice arena. Uh, And so I I liked going there. So, yeah, I'll root for the Panthers over Vegas. Yeah. Now I got to say <laughs> when also, I still do know some of the players. <laughs> yeah, although somebody pointed out that there's only 3 left from yes, 4 years ago or whatever, or 3 years ago. Whatever. Yeah, no, it's 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 cuz because they got rid of Huberdo, but yeah. you know, the thing is Ekblad and and Barkov are as like I said to you guys, that's their Kopitar and Dowdy. And yeah. Those guys are good. Yeah, so when we've had a couple days off, right? Because Florida did so well. And yeah. Dallas extended the series, so I got a break from listening to everybody rave about the Panthers. 
Right. But I got to tell you, I got so tired of it, I was almost considering rooting for the Golden Knights in the final. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's going to happen, right? You know, um, and then now I will root for Florida partially because. Uh, because they don't have any fans and because all of the media coverage raving about them is so, you know, bandwagony, we're bored, let's talk about yeah. anything, it'll be over by late July. And nobody will ever talk about the 2022-23 Panthers yeah. again. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, apart from anything else, it's been a bit of a, right, in other words, as they've all been saying, if Pittsburgh beats Chicago in Pittsburgh... Yeah, yeah. On the lot, like when the worst team in the league beats you when you're trying to win to get in the playoffs in your home, and that's all that had to happen. And Florida doesn't even make the playoffs, and then they sneak through uh, Boston. But since then, they've been, you know, what I mean, they've been unbeatable. Yeah. And partly it's Bobrovsky, but partly I think, like anything, right? Those guys, Barkov and Ekblad, right? These guys are really, really, really good, right? Like. I mean, they're they're like Kopitar, not Dowdy so much because Dowdy gets a lot of press in Canada, but you know people don't know about them because they play they play in Miami, well, uh, Sunrise or whatever the name of the town is. Oh, yes, exactly, <laughs> Sun Sunrise City, and then also Kachuk. Well, people know about Kachuk just because, but these other guys people don't really know anything about. And I'm telling you, they're two of the best players in the league. Yeah, they've just they just don't get their due. So and if Bobro- and then it's really Bobrovsky, right? And he's he's extraordinarily hit and miss over his career, but when he is hit, he's really one of the best. Yeah, well, I mean, he and, won uh, what two Vezinas, and he, you know, he yeah. got a ten million dollar contract. They don't hand those out to guys that have never done anything. Yeah, no, no, I mean that's what I mean. He's really, really good. He can go through periods where I don't know he gets depressed or something, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But he is right now. He's playing incredibly. So. I think it'll be interesting. And like, it's like I said to you, too. The only thing I can't really root for Vegas. Well, I don't want to. Uh, I hate <laughs> Vegas. But there are two interesting things to me. One is if Quick got to play. I mean, you know, it, it would be interesting, mm-hmm. right? If you're a Kings fan, I mean, the drama of it would be interesting. And then the only other thing that I, I kind of think would be interesting is you would have Eichel. He, in the Stanley Cup Finals now before yes. uh, David. And that's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Um, especially, yeah. I don't, I honestly don't remember if I had a strong take on the Eichel health issue coming out of Buffalo. Um, yeah. I probably did. I just don't remember. <laughs> it just goes to show you how <laughs> how much I cared. But, well, it, but yeah. it would be an interesting, <laughs> you know, footnote to that story, right? He demands out the, you know, no, doesn't get the surgery he wants, and then he goes to a team and wins the cup. And you know, I just as you know, I've just had two back surgeries in the last seven months, so I'm pretty familiar, right. you know, with back surgery. Um, and uh, it's no fun. But the fact that he fought because it was more than just back surgery with what he needed, right? Yeah, it, it was a relatively, I guess, difficult, dangerous kind of operation. And, you know, uh, Buffalo could have done it, right? <laughs> right? you know, but they just wouldn't. And so, like, Vegas was like, yeah, sure, right? Now, maybe they just are more confident in their doctors, but, right? It was like, yeah, no, this guy's so good, and he's 
unbelievably determined to get this proper surgery. And so, you know, they take a, a chance on him, and he's good. Somebody, <laughs> I got to say. Somebody in the industry made an argument to me about why I should root for Vegas. Uh, yeah. And, and it was, you know, their owner cares. Everything they do is about, you know, you should want. They Basically, the argument was you should want franchises to behave the way they have behaved. You know, yeah, they're, yes, they're cutthroat, okay. but, you know, <laughs> it, it was just all about, you know, it's good for the sport. It's good for the players. It's, you know, they're not tanking. They're going for it. Every decision is made, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing the argument justice. Um, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the argument, I kind of I didn't have the energy to fight back. And so I just said, OK, but I'm still not doing it. Yeah. So, okay, but we're king fans. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's not how sports works. So that's fine. You can make whatever argument you want. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's sort of where I'm at. Yeah. It's like I'm just not gonna yeah. do it. I'm not rooting for Vegas. No. I don't care no. how many former kings are on the roster. I don't care. You know, they could hire both my sisters and, <laughs> and you and everybody yeah. else. I'm I'm, I'm not doing it. I mean the I mean the only yeah, like I say, the only thing for me would be if Quick gets in. Because I'm used to Martinez now, and and but it's a shame because you're like, okay, their two best defensemen were kings, and their backup goalie is quick, mm -hmm. and Amadio was, yep. you know, <laughs> yep. um, but you know, whatever. That it, I mean, almost any team can say that about any other team, right? Like people switch teams so much these days. Yeah. So, but nevertheless, yeah, I don't care. I'm not voting. I'm not. I'm. If Quick gets in, that'll be interesting. I'll still hope the Panthers win. Right, <laughs> but, but also Jamie Compon is the assistant coach for the Florida Panthers. So there's your former, oh, there's your former yeah. King connection if you want it. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said to you guys, I think he may go down as the greatest assistant coach of all time. <laughs> I don't know what he does, <laughs> yeah. but but wherever he's an assistant coach, they win the cup, mm -hmm. <laughs> or at least make it to the finals. Like it's it's quite extraordinary, actually. Yep. No, it is, and. And uh, and he looks, he just doesn't look like a hockey guy. So it makes it even, you know, like you would never cast them, um, you know, in the movie <laughs> as the assistant coach. Mm -hmm. So uh, you go, yeah. So that part's you got to hand it to him. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, just having been there as a a ticket holder and seen. Well, you, you were there, right? And like I don't know. Yeah. Well, were there like five thousand people? Um, I mean, it was, it was empty mm -hmm. and I, I've heard, you know, from, uh, our cousin that, um, you know, who went there on a Saturday night when the Leafs were playing right. and oh yeah, it was full, <laughs> full of Leafs fans. You know what I do actually kind of want to see now that I'm thinking about it and I hadn't thought about it before yeah. just this minute. Yeah. If, if Vegas does win. Yeah. The parade could be yes. something else. Oh yeah. Well, it would be. Well, actually, it would be. And I don't know where the parade um, in Florida actually would be because it would be sunrise, like the docks in New Jersey did it, right? It would be in the parking lot of the building. Yeah. Yeah. That's about the only place that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think there really is. Well, I don't want to get in trouble, but I mean, we were there. I, I don't think there's a lot. These, you know, Sunrise City is. I mean, they could go to Fort Lauderdale or something, I guess, and go down the main. Well, I don't know. Like, they... is it is there a situation 
I mean, I wouldn't expect you to know, but like in, in here in LA, for example, the players all live in the South Bay. Yeah, so when they won, they had the one parade in downtown LA, but then they had another one in Manhattan beach. Yeah. I don't know where the players live. If they live in, in Fort Lauderdale, then maybe everybody there knows them and it's a similar situation, but they definitely don't live in Miami because Miami is nowhere near. I mean, not nowhere near. No, geez. It's f- no, it's out. It's a very far. Yeah. It's a long drive. And if you're talking about rush hour, it's like an hour and a half, two hour drive. So no, they don't live there. Even Fort Lauderdale is not that close. Yeah. Uh, or Boca. They could live in Boca. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the hell they live, actually. <laughs> it's hard, or whether they all live in the same community. Um, they may not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that will be interesting. But you're right, Vegas? No, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and it That'll would almost be, a- be worth it, maybe. Because I'm assuming they would do it down the strip. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, that would be the spectacle of all spectacles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like if I were you, I would, I would go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I don't want to think about <laughs> it anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I mean, actually, my daughter uh, just texted me because, well, I just texted her and I said, you know, Carlson, because she follows Mrs. Carlson on I don't know, Facebook or Twitter or something. William Carlson's and, wife? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Why, I don't know, but she does. And they just had a baby, right? Mm. So, right, as did my daughter. <laughs> She's just trying not to say your sister. Yeah, so I don't get in trouble. No, no, it's fine. But, I have a sister. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, she just had a baby. Mm. So I don't know if that's the connection or not. But And then, so, of course, she also... Uh, went to, you know, she, she went to a lot of Panthers games actually, mm-hmm. because I gave, you know, she took the tickets and, and went with a, you know, sorority girl kind of thing. And, and literally throughout the last three years, the Panthers, um, ticket rep has been calling her, <laughs> like, you know, calls her regularly. Right. <laughs> so like, sell you those know. tickets. Yeah. No, absolutely. Called me for a couple of years. Yeah. And then, and then he's kept calling her. So, um, Anyway, she was she was very excited that, uh, but she said, "Oh, it's too bad we don't live, you know, live near there anymore because it would be fun, and you know, and it would be, but um, it's just too long a drive for me, uh, especially right now with my back. But yeah, you know, it would be fun. It, it'd be fun. I'd I'd love to go see a, a Stanley Cup game. We forgot that um, Ben Hutton also." Currently on the oh Vegas Ben Gold, Hutton Golden oh, Knights roster, another Kings defenseman. Well, oh, for goodness' Jeez. sake! Anyway, um, is he is he playing regularly? I think he's got I two games in the playoffs. Tonight. So no. Oh, two, yeah. And Amadio's just in his second. Um, so now I've switched the channels, and I'm taking, assuming Miami won because they were up yes. by twenty against Boston. Yes. Yeah. 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 In, they, at the they, basketball, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't even close. No. Um, yeah, no, anyway, the tonight is the way, you know, look, that's, <laughs> that was the way you figured it was going to go, right? Yeah. And it, and it wasn't just because they put Jamie Ben in, but even they said it on TV, right? Like you play your heart out, you have to take someone out, then you put this guy in, then everybody gets comfortable and you're at home and you kind of think, and the next thing you know, you're getting killed. <laughs> uh, and that's why it would have been interesting to sit him. <laughs> yeah, but, well, but that's 
that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, Stars fans can woulda, shoulda, coulda that one for the <laughs> yeah no. the rest of their lives. But anyway, I'm going to let you get to bed. I'm going to slap right, this on the you. end of the Bill Ranford conversation, and uh, we will talk to you soon before the summer's over. But uh, be well, and thanks for joining me. Yeah, well, now that the Panthers in, you have yeah. to check with me at some point. I will, for sure. You know. <laughs> All right, good. All have right. a good night. Talk to you later.